Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 123 for the 23rd of Other Base in a Leap Year. So today we're going to be talking about souls. So before we begin, I want you to take a moment and think about the word soul and think about what that word conjures up for you. What image does it conjure up in your mind? So I'll let you guys think for a second. <laughs> and so I can't speak for you and I'm, I'm not there to kind of have this like back and forth question answer thing, but usually what I think the word soul tends to conjure up for people is like a kind of ghost-like image of maybe people after they pass away, maybe even people here in this world, how we have our physical bodies and then we have this like more higher consciousness part of ourselves this higher self that's a soul kind of thing maybe we can think of souls like before they come down into the world that's a way of thinking about souls so while all of this is in a sense true that all that people do definitely have souls that exist beyond their physical bodies what we'll learn about today is a really interesting concept that it's not only people that have souls but it's actually every single object it here in this physical world has not just a body to it but it also has a soul so the context of this and why this is important and why we're mentioning this now is if you recall from yesterday, please go back and listen to yesterday's episode if you haven't already. We start, we began chapter 38 where we talked about the idea of prayer and we talked about how praying is the main thing in prayer and what makes a person really fulfill the obligation of praying is not so much the intention behind the prayer, but it really is the physical act of moving one's lips and saying the words out loud when they pray. So a person could have the highest of intentions and really sit and meditate upon the words of prayer, but if they don't actually move their lips and utter the words with their mouth, they haven't actually fulfilled the prayer. And we explain this by explaining the idea again of bringing up this idea of the, the soul, especially the godly soul in relation to the world and how we talked about how the godly soul does not need to be rectified. The godly soul does not need to be fixed in any kind of way. And so the idea of sitting and meditating and just thinking about godly ideas, this is kind of like just the realm of the godly soul. And that's not why it came down here. The real reason why the godly soul came down here into the world is to rectify the physical body and to rectify the animal soul. And the way that, that it does this needs to be through the physical, needs to be through physical motions and activities of, of the body. And so now in today's episode, in today's section, the ultra is going to bring up a seeming challenge to this idea that the main thing in prayer is the act of speaking the prayer and not so much the intention, where he's going to mention this teaching that says that prayer without 
any intention is like a body without a soul. And he's going to try to really break that down for us and try to understand what that means. And what do we mean by body? What do we mean by soul? And what is this all about? And through this understanding, through this teaching, we'll hopefully come to a deeper understanding of what a soul means, what a body means, and where all of this is heading. So I think we should just get straight into the text and then try to sum it up at the end. So here we go. So the altar begins and he says that nevertheless, you know, so again, he's leaving off from last time where we talked about this whole idea about how the main thing with prayer is really speaking the words out loud. So he said, yet with all of this in mind, nevertheless, there is this teaching that comes up in different places, which says that prayer without Prayer or any kind of blessing without any kavana to it, to it, without any intention to it, is like a body without a soul. And what does this mean? So the altar says that this is like the idea of where we have to understand that all the creatures in this world that have a body and a soul to them. So what is the body and soul? So first the altar ever talks about living creatures. So living creatures have, all living creatures have something called a nefesh. So the nefesh could be thought of as like the animating force of every living creature. Then there's also the ruach. And this is like, could be translated as the spirit of every flesh of man. And then there's the neshama. There's, that's more commonly translated as souls. Again, these definitions are kind of like murky to say the least. And so this is the neshama, the soul of everything that has the spirit of life in its nostrils from all of the all of the animals. So in short, basically, God gives life to all of these things and is bringing them into existence, something from nothing at all times through his light and his vitality that he's bringing into them. And this is not just true in terms of just their spirituality, but also their physical bodies. So this will be elaborated upon elsewhere in Tanya a lot more, but just, you know, basic idea to understand here is that everything in the world especially when we look at living creatures, that's what he's focusing on for now, has an animating force to it. And that animating force and that vitality that it has, that is the spirit, that's the soul of the of the creature. And then the ultra goes on to say, and this is not only true just for more living creatures like, you know, animals and humans and stuff like that, but this is true even for inanimate objects, for dirt and for rocks and things like that. It also has a light and a vitality to it so that it will not revert back to not and nothingness as it was before. So again, talking about this introduction that we had here, the, the discussion we had in the beginning, talking about what you think of when you think of a soul, most likely the first image that comes to mind when you think of a soul is not the soul of a rock or the soul of dust on the ground, right? But what the Ultra Arba is teaching us here is these things too also have a soul to them. Because if we think of soul as being the vivifying force that brings these things into existence, something from nothing at all times perpetually, these things too, even inanimate objects, they must have a soul in order to exist. And they very much do have a soul. But nevertheless, the Ultra Arba concludes here and he says, there is no comparison and no parallel at all between the aspect of light and vitality that shines in the body compared to the light and vitality that shines in the soul, which is the animating force, the nefesh of all creatures, of all living creatures. So... This is the end of this section. So it ends a little bit on like an obscure note and kind of leaving us hanging. He's, the ultra is definitely going to get further into this as we get further into the chapter. But just to kind of recap, what we learned in today's chapter is this idea of how when we think of a soul, we need to have a much broader understanding, conception of what a soul means. Not only do humans have souls, but really 
everything in the world has a soul, even rocks, even trees, even dust on the grounds, animals, everything in the world has a body to it and it also has a soul. And we can think of this soul as being the light and life force that's vitalizing, like sort of like the vitalizing force that's vivifying these things and bringing these things into existence, something from nothing at all times. But then to conclude, and what the Ultra Bo wants us to keep in mind is while this is true, that everything has this vital force that's coming from God, nevertheless, there is a difference between the vital force and the influence of light and godly light that comes into things in a through the body of the thing versus through the soul of the thing. So there is a distinction between body and soul. And we will get into this more tomorrow and more specifically what that means then. So stay tuned and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Benyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.